Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. so that, I, don't that, I don't know if that's, that's going to catch on. He's not that cool. He's not young and cool. We've got some cool kids in the, in the audience here in the front, front row. How old, are you, how old are you two guys? 15. 16. Yeah. Boss over him. Yeah, with yeah. Are you. Yeah. Are you cool? Would you like skateboarding and stuff? Is that what you're into? Yeah. And uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Not playing that. I've got it on my phone, but it's run out of battery, so I can't. I caught like a little Pikachu or something. It was good. You should give it a go. It's, that's what all the cool kids are doing. That's what I'm. Uh, what are you studying at school at the moment? A variety of things. <laughs> okay, just trying to make. What What are you hoping to do for your O levels? 
You just finished them. Yeah, it's nice that you've, you've got understood the lingo. <laughs> uh, the old, what, what results are you hoping to get, to get in the sixth form? Better than C's. Have you? I should have got you two on instead of that Lord Mayor guy. <laughs> You've got differing hopes. You've got differing aspirations. I'm guessing you haven't got many aspirations, which is good. Keep it, keep it realistic. There's lots of jobs for people like you, and then you've got... Is it? Okay. <laughs> Are you related to each other or just friends? Just friends, okay. Yeah. Bit too... Bit too straight in there. It's allowed now, mate. It's okay. It's fine. I may have not, not for him. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, that is lovely to meet the audience here. Nice little young kid, like kids. I'm 49 years old, mate. I mean, they, did you drag them along to come out, or do they, do they drag you along? I'm pretty cool, aren't I? Yeah. See. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a fantastic, we've got like a movie star now. Unbelievable. Uh, but he's probably best known uh, for his appearance as DC Newley in Ghostbusters of East Finchley. That is why we're all here to see him. Don't know if you've heard, but they're, ma- they're remaking Ghostbusters of East Finchley with all women in it. It's terrible. Will you please welcome Mark Addy, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome. Thank you very much. It is such an honour and pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Uh, do you remember much about the Ghostbusters of East Finchley? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ray Winston was in it. Oh, was that, he? Oh, I remember that, Raymond. <laughs> he, well, he's gone far, hasn't he? He has. Have a gamble. <laughs> what? Who's it hurting? <laughs> nice one, Ray. <laughs> oh dear so it's, you know, I'm, I was very much looking forward to meeting you I've not met you before and the fear is because you're so lovely in all your most of your parts and, and nice guys could I be a and, cunt and yeah that you'd just turn out to well, be horrible it could happen we'll see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> so far you seem like you are generally nice right. which is good uh, but after my questions you may not yeah. be as uh, happy uh, so you were born in York yep I'm very fascinated. Your dad was a glazier in the Minster, is that he, true? Yeah, he, he worked at York Minster, uh, was a, was a apprenti- did an apprenticeship, right. and uh, yeah, worked on the windows there. Wow. And, uh, yeah. He's still on the go, still making, really? uh, making stained glass and, uh, and doing his thing. Terrific. Can you do, is that a skill that's been nope. passed down to you? Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Not at all. Because you've been an actor, you've sort of straight out of drama school, straight into acting, or did you do anything else before? Did you have jobs? Before? I went, I, I worked, I, st- I started backstage at York Theatre Royal when I was about 14, 15, too young really to actually be employed. And I think, that, <laughs> seriously, they, they got up into a situation where they said, we've realised that you shouldn't actually be paying tax. <laughs> right. So what does that mean? Well, we're going to have to give you all this money wow. back. <laughs> okay. D- and don't say anything. Fine. <laughs> what am I doing talking about this You've now? You've blown Fuck it now. After all this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We, I mean, we, I was working out beforehand because you were you're a couple of years older than me. So you, we, I would have been, we would have been in York at the same time yeah. as little tiny yeah, kids. absolutely. Uh, and you, you think you saw us at, in the Edinburgh Fringe? I and did. And I may have seen you in the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes, in, possibly. In Bouncers. So you went, do you went, you, you work at Hull Truck? Was that one of your first jobs? Yeah, Hull Truck, uh, with, where you often had to 
pushed the bleeding van because <laughs> there was a problem with the starter motor. But when you've got a van which has the name of your company advertised over the back of it, you don't want to be pushing it up <laughs> the bleeding street every time. But there we go. That's all part of the fun. Yeah, well, the whole truck theatre now is an amazing new venue they've got. They've got a new venue, yeah. yeah. We used to play the... We used to do the little... The little the, one the, was the, the great. Middle, yeah, yeah. The big one... I don't know. I mean, they've got to be careful because soon it's just going to be a carpet warehouse because <laughs> nobody's going to... They've, they've built a massive theatre yeah. and they're programming it poorly. And the mistake they made was to have it in Hull. You know... Uh, so. <laughs> 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 um, it's great. It's a really good... T- the, uh, the technician at Hull Truck Theatre... He was that smiley guy. I can't remember his name. He was there for all. He was. He was. But are you paying friends with him? He's a really smiley guy. Oh, there were, a, there were a few smiley yeah, guys. They were there. just off. Uh, he was just there. Yeah. He, was, he was a really great technician. <laughs> it's very rare that you, you go back to theatres and it's the same person there all the time. But he was. Uh, he was a nice guy. Anyway, um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. I, there's so many things to talk about, and like like I say, you almost you've done so many different things. You sort of almost forget I've forgotten you're in the time machine because I was a bit distracted by Samantha Mumba in right. the in the vest that's a good vest yeah uh, and the, the bit of the time machine you're in is good because it's the correct it's correct right. it's, it's canon well except well, yeah. that except that uh, the bloke from Neighbours is in it that's not right uh, and Guy Pierce. and um, that's the beauty of Hollywood though. yeah you see you you Guy Pierce would probably not have a career in this country because people go, it's the fucking bloke off Neighbours. Whereas in Hollywood, they haven't seen anything. (laughs) And they go, who is this guy? He's great. So, yeah, people reinvent themselves. It is. Jim Robinson's in everything, isn't he? For me, it is. (laughs) Can't move for him. (laughs) (laughs) Never know his name, but it's Jim Robinson. He had that heart attack in in his comeback. He was? Alan Dale. Good call. Well done. You like a bit of Allendale? Yeah, okay. Big Neighbours fan. Um, but yeah, the thing I didn't like about the time machine <laughs> was that he, every time he went back and tried to change stuff and, it was, and something conspired against him all the time to stop him saving his wife. I don't, like, I don't think that's how time travel would work. No. I, I, I mean, I'm, I w- I've been thinking about your time travelling finger. Yeah. <laughs> and... A lot of I don't know how I, I don't know how that fits in with the, that whole thing. Yeah. The the weird thing about that the time machine that we did was directed by H. G. Wells's great grandson. Really? Uh, who is a di- happens to be a director? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, give him a ring. But Do you fancy having a go at a Hollywood film? Yeah, I'm putting some man for man in it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bloke off neighbours. <laughs> Big fat Yorkshire bloke who's in <laughs> fucking everything. No, but it, I, I think what happens is you, you start off with a concept that you think will work. Yeah. And then executives appear in ties and go, what about if you, what about if you do this? What about if you do that? What about yeah. if you... And you end up with something that's like, no, that's not the concept that we started with. Sure. But... Unfortunately, by that point, you know, it's released in August <laughs> and you, you're stuck with, with what you're stuck with. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy. No, I know, of course and, not. And, and also, nobody, nobody aims to make 
something substandard. No. It's, a, it's, it's a strange one. You're all, you, you know, I, the beauty of, I think the beauty of this business is you're always striving to do the best you can, to make the best show you can, the yeah. best performance you can, whatever it, whatever it may be. Uh, but you are scuppered at every stage <laughs> of the way by people who are being paid more than you to have their stupid fucking opinion. Yeah. That's, that's why, the nature of the beast. That's why I just do this on my own. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, it's very low-tech, but no one's, going, no one's coming in and telling me what to do. I'm sorry if I'm the, buggering it the, up for they're you. They're not saying, don't, don't ask Mark Addy about the time machine. He'll be upset about it. I'll no, ask no, him no. about one of his good films. Oh, well, no. let's, ask about one of your, let's ask you about one of your good films. How about the Flintstones in Viva La oh. <laughs> hey. You've played... I mean, you played Fred Flintstone. That is surely, as an actor, that is the. It's the when pinnacle. you start out, you think it's the pinnacle. <laughs> I actually, do you know? I, I was. Uh, <laughs> they kept sending me this script for a Flintstones movie, and I'm like, no, they've got what? What are you talking about? You got the wrong. I'm fucking bloke. No, no. And I ended up in, in an office with the head of production at uh, Universal saying, we're doing this show, we've got this, this you could be great. And but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the you know, <laughs> Flintstones. And it, it got to the stage where, you know, she, she told me that, that Spielberg, the executive producer, had said, this is the guy I want for this. Right. So, and you go, do I, do I, ah, and I did it, and, you know, financially it was, it was lucrative, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it's, it, and it's one of the, there are people who like it, uh, it's a, it was the most it was the most bizarre experience yeah, yeah, I think no. I've ever I've ever had because you you know you're there playing a lead in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. In the <laughs> it's, I mean, it is kind of incredible. I mean, it's I'm not I'm not underserved, but you've got an incredible career and you've you know and Here's you know, stage, film, TV. It's it did afford me one of the final. You do these. What, what what you have to do if you do if you're in a big studio movie, you have to do a junket, which is where you have to publicise what it is that you've got coming up, and you sit in a hotel room in New York. There's a chair here, a chair opposite you, a camera on either side, lights and everything. Um, uh, journalists have two minutes. They come in, they sit there, they have two minutes to speak to you uh, and to talk to you about it. And then the next one, you know, time's up. Next one comes in. This is Sven from Sweden. He was <laughs> good. Okay. The, the worst, the well, best question I was asked, and it, it was, I'm ashamed to say, Jackie Brambles, who used to work for Radio 1, but she was working for GMTV at yeah, the time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And in her, uh, she had two minutes to talk to me, and she s sat down. I've been there for two days doing this, <laughs> talking about Fred Flintstone. And she said, uh, "So, Mark, in this film, you get to drive a Bronto crane. <laughs> Have you ever done that before?" <laughs> that was. I'm going to write that one down. That's a good Brilliant. emergency question. 
<laughs> Have you ever dr- driven a Bronto crane? I mean, you know, I'm kind of blown it on this one. Is it? I, I, was, I read, I haven't seen the, the uh, Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, you should. But I was reading the Wikipedia page about it. It's the first film that Kristen Stewart ever appeared in. She was a. She was like she in was, the circus. She was. The, she was the daughter of the script editor. All oh, right. And uh, yeah, she played a little a little girl in the in a fun fair. All right. And I, o- I didn't get to meet her really. Oh. And also Hannah uh, Hannah and Barbera were in it. Did you yep. meet Hannah and Barbera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Is that? That's because these are the guys you, you just know those names from your childhood. Hannah and Barbera. Uh, all the all the cartoons that. I watched as you, know, yeah. you presumably as a kid, Hannah and Barbera, and there uh, they there they were, and I, you know I've I've got I've got some stuff uh, that they that they they they're, they're both dead now. Yeah. So if anybody wants to buy, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, but but yeah, great to meet two kind Enjoy of uh, childhood heroes. Although you know you you wouldn't know them, you'd never met them, but. They were behind all the all the huge, absolutely, yeah, the huge uh, animated stuff yeah. back in our in our day. Yeah. The youngsters won't know what we're talking <laughs> about. You uh, got the film got uh, nominated for four Razzies, oh, yeah, you? yeah, but not one for you. Were you didn't, disappointed not to pick one up? Didn't fucking win. Stephen Stephen Baldwin do? was nominated for best. Right. You worked with one of the Baldwins, right? So that's something. Uh, but uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's uh, you have done some good stuff as well. Uh, so let's let's talk about that. I know I just think it, but I find it's it's because you come across like a really regular guy, which you still are doing. So that's good. <laughs> okay. But it's I mean that's just it's mind blowing. My friend Peter Bainham, who I live with in a flat in Ballam, is now a, a massive Oscar nominated screenwriter in, in America, and the idea of him, you know, he writes the Borat films and the films with. Uh, um, Sasha, and uh, you know, it's kind of crazy just that, that you get sucked into that world. So I think it's just, but it's also with you, it's interesting that you, you're doing stuff in Britain still, you do sitcoms and you do theatre, but you've also done these massive Hollywood blockbusters as well, which is a very full career. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I've, I've been very lucky, and, and I've, I think you, you, I've, there, there are people who, who, who just pitch up in Hollywood and go, I'll get something. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and try, and I'll get. And you know, a lot of them do, and fair place. But a lot of them don't. Yeah, and it's it can't be it it can't be a great place to be if you're if you're struggling. No, uh, I, I was lucky in that. You know, I went there to work. Uh, you know, I was I was offered work, and I'd go and do the work, and then get the fuck out of there yeah. as soon as I could. Because it's it's a crazy. Nobody should. Nobody should be in Los Angeles. No. <laughs> it's, it's on a huge volcanic <laughs> fault line. Yeah. There are brush fires. There are mudslides. There's everything that could possibly kill you is there. Yeah. Why? Because it's sunny. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so, it, you know, I'd, I'd go there, do what I had to do, and then get back to Earth. Yeah. And yeah, if you get sucked it. into that machine, literally, in some ways, uh, then, you know, because you're a, you're a family man and you've got kids and you've with the same wife you've been with forever, yes. and, you know, which is quite unusual. Mine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just quite, <laughs> it's quite unusual. But, you know, but you could easily have been gone into that world and, and, and changed into a different person. Oh, well, and, so. it, uh, and also, I think if, you, if, you're, if you're pitched into that world, uh, uh, I was there when I was old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think if you're, if you're in there when you're young and successful... 
I can see how you would just go off the off the rails yeah. because there is there is all that that you could want and more and you know if you want to get involved in that then yeah you know good luck but it, it's it's insane it's, a, it's but the way you're treated world. I think because you're tre- if you're a sl- you're the star of a movie you're treated like a you know, for that moment, you're treated as the god of that world, uh, yeah, and then if completely. it's a success, you're a super god. And if you're yeah. not, if it's not a success, it's kind of yeah, the then, talk. And then you come back to yeah. York. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. But you know, which is r- where I want to be anyway. You would rather be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, I suppose it, it all came out of the full Monty. Was it, is that that? That's yeah, that was point. that was. Uh, 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 <sighs> nobody would would have. Uh, anticipated quite how I didn't even know that it was American money right when we made it yeah it was only we met a guy in the lift in in Hallam Towers in Sheffield which is a horrible <laughs> hotel at the top of the hill I don't know if it, I don't think it's there anymore but a, a guy a guy got in the lift and went, hey you're uh, you're Dave I'm like what hi I'm Jim I, I work for Fox Searchlight it turns out he's English but when we and he he, spe- he spoke like an American right. when he was in Sheffield, and then we, we we got to LA and he was terribly terribly English. <laughs> you know, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what he was, but the, but it was the weird yeah that was the weirdest thing. So Fox Searchlight funded the Full Monty. So Fox Searchlight is a subsidiary of 20th Century Fox. Yeah, who are clearly a huge. So you've got you've got Big Fox behind right, you. Right, okay. So the the idea of it being an independent British film is yeah, it's not the, correct. No. Um it's independent in that we we're kind of we'll independently decide to pay these guys fuck <laughs> all. And then we'll make, But but do you know what I mean? But uh, and and but but I have no regrets about that because it saved every uh, all of us a lot of shoe leather in Auditioning for sure. other stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? It was yeah, there no complaints about the film. But it was like it was. It feels like the first one of those. I mean, British films that did that, that did that turnover and became this massive hit, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't feel like it was. You know, it felt like it felt like a homegrown film, even if it wasn't. It yeah. felt like a little English story and a brilliant story, and it's a great idea for a film. And it's a beautiful story. The, I, I, I think what they were good at was going. We like what we're seeing. We like the rushes that we're seeing. Carry yeah. on. Here's, you know, yeah. keep keep doing what you're doing and not trying to faff with it and make it, you know, something that that it's not. Uh, they, they allowed it to be what it is, and then marketed the shit out of it. Yeah. And, and they spend uh, they spend uh, more than a million in every territory that it plays. Which is a huge amount of money when it, yeah. it played worldwide. So they, you know, they they um, they were willing to, to to put the money into the marketing. Yeah. But they also, you know, they reap the rewards of that. It's yeah, a, but there's lots of there's plenty of films that they do that with that are shit. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and it was. And it, I've been in <laughs> many, <laughs> many. But it was a, it's a really good. I mean, actually, it's the kind of film that that doesn't get made very much anymore. You know, it's it's. it's it, you know, the, and it's about the story, and it's about the acting. It's about the people. It's, it's about it's, the. I think it's when yeah. I think when there are, when it's about the the characters. That's the thing that that uh, an audience will f- forgive a lot. Yeah. When you go, it's because it's about these people, and it's about yeah. these particular characters, and 
uh, that's uh, uh, you know it's great to have the special effects and it's great to have the you know <laughs> whoa this is but but you go to the movies to see the the human condition and and, and what it is to be alive and to be you know a, a part of this world i think yeah. that's an important that's that, that's you know cool no it's good good but i'd like to be in one with like explosions and shit <laughs> just cuz uh, i don't i don't do that stuff well there's a couple there's a couple of films i didn't see that i found i'm very fascinated by because what I'd really like to go is go to America and play a butler in an, an English butler in an American film, and you're right. in a you were Chris Rock's butler. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Well, have I not seen this film in Down to Earth? You've not seen that. I don't yeah, think I've it, seen it. No. Well, it was yes, it was a, a remake of a remake of a remake <laughs> of what's the film? What's Heaven the can wait. Called? Is it? Heaven can wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, David Nevin. Uh, yes, it was. It was. Yeah. So it was a guy who was. Who was. Uh, I can't believe I'm talking. <laughs> He's died before his time. Gets a chance to. Anyway, they remade it with Chris Rock, who was who is terrific. Yeah. But you have you know his posse. He's got about six or eight people around him at yeah. any one time. Who. But uh, as far as I could see, their job was to, every time he went, motherfucker, they would go, <laughs> you fucking heard that. How many times have you heard that this morning? <laughs> We've not had breakfast yet. <laughs> That's what the, I get these two guys to yeah, yeah, they, yeah, Can yeah. they come with me everywhere? <laughs> so you were, but he knew, he'd, he'd Googled everything that I'd done. Oh, so really? he knew about the time machine. <laughs> he wasn't bothered. Just so you know. <laughs> um, and uh, well, let's talk about Game of Thrones as well. Well, listen, I've got, I've got a Game of Thrones. The first book I had was, uh, was uh, Slytherin because I don't like Harry Potter, so I did it. I bought Slytherin because I don't like Harry Potter to show J.K. Rowling. Uh, that was, it cost 19 quid I showed her uh, and, uh, and then so I thought I'd get, I do I really love Game of Thrones and like oh, you good. yeah I really love it I think it's amazing and, and it's really interesting because you're in the, the first series before it I don't want to give any spoilers but he's dead uh, and, uh, but it's Game of Thrones you might come back you, you might never know re- no, re- no, I don't want to give any spoilers possible. but Jon Snow came back alive again uh, <laughs> So any, anything can happen, can you? You could be, you could be back at the last well, episode. Well, yeah, except, you know, you, you th- I, I did think about that because, uh, you know, you think, well, they're bringing people back. <laughs> <laughs> but if they could, if they could bring back, I, I thought maybe they'll bring back the good guys in the final battle against yeah, yeah. whoever is evil at that time. Um, and you go, no, no, why are they going to bring back the fat drunk king? They bring, <laughs> Bring back the young warrior dude, so yeah. I'm, I'm screwed either way. Yeah. It's because yeah, so you didn't last very long. No, no, no. But, no, but, but, you were, but you're almost the first major character to die, maybe, in the whole thing. Because like, that's the, the surprising I, thing about Game of Thrones is that people suddenly people die. Go. And I, think, uh, Vis- I think Viserys went before oh, me yeah, with yeah. his crown of gold, which was brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, you know, I mean, we did, the, the thing is, at the time we shot, we shot the, a pilot for that right. the year before we started shooting properly, yeah. if you like. And there were changes, there were different, there were cast changes made and what have you. 
so possibly we reshot 80% again. Right. Um, but the, the books weren't known over here. They, they had a small kind of cult following in the States. Yeah. But nobody really knew... Uh, knew these stories so we were in a good position in that you go well we just do the work make make the thing that we're making and then if people like it fine yeah if they don't whatever um but you'd have you, you wouldn't have a clue that it would have caught people's no well, it's a sort of because it's, it feels like that kind of fantasy there's lots of things have had a go at that fantasy thing it's, it's a tough but it's, but it's, i it's think fantasy is a tough genre because you can't you can't do it cheaply because it looks naff. Yeah, yeah. You've got to you've got to chuck a stupid amount of money at it just to make it look normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and HBO really were the only people who who were, were willing to to do that. Yeah. He'd been approached. George Martin had been approached by various. He said, "I'd love to make a movie of right. that old book thing." Yeah. No. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but uh, I think HBO, he, he saw that they would, they would do a decent job of it. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, what's because it's so com- I mean, it's so complex, and I'm a fan of it. And uh, yeah, I can't. Re- you know, half the time I'm going to my wife, who's that? Who's, <laughs> who's that uh, guy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what's going on? And what did he do? You know. So, but it's so complicated. But that, in a way, in a way, that's good because TV talks down to you so much. You know, and and spoon feeds you. So to have something that's quite complex. Yeah, that, m- that makes people think and yeah. makes people gets people. You know, it's a it's a good plus. I got to work with Sean Bean, yeah, which was yeah. uh, he's a. <laughs> I'd, I had I'd worked with him before on a thing called the Red Riding uh, trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a very really weird, dark, uh, horrible sort of. It was no time machine. Let's I'm just say it was no <laughs> right. There it you. was no Flintstones <laughs> in Las Vegas. That's right. No, it was a different, very different, <laughs> different feel. But um, but it was, and he. I mean, he's doing a comedy at the moment. Is he? I think. He, he's he's appearing, in, uh, and he should because he is very. He he, uh, he says to me, "So, uh, what's your you're from York? Yeah, what's York like then?" <laughs> so, you know, it's great. I've I've lived there all my life. It's been yeah, yeah. So I shot some of that uh, Robinson Crusoe there. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he says yeah. Got one of them pound shops, haven't they? <laughs> yep, well, we've got the York Minster National Railway Museum. Also, a fucking pound shop. If you I can't, I can't go in there, my son, but I get the missus to go in. So I'm out, I'm out there outside on my phone going, get some more of that shampoo. Brilliant. A pound shop. (laughs) A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh dear! And uh, we unless uh, there's so much to talk to you about that I forget the emergency questions and people will be upset if I don't ask you some emergency questions. Oh please! Um, but you know I'll, I'll think of you've heard some of them because you were hanging around last week. I don't know what's going on. Don't <laughs> uh, what's happening. Um, this is a good emergency question. What is the worst emergency you've ever been involved in? It works on two levels. Two levels. Well, because it's an emergency question about an emergency. Oh. Yeah, it's clever. If it's horrible, you don't have to say. <laughs> the problem with it is, yeah, an awful thing happened. And oh, no, I've, I've blanked it out. I don't have an emergency. I was hoping you were going to ask the suck your own cock. Yeah, well, it could thing, do. It might come up. We'll see how that, <laughs> see how that goes. I'm just assuming no, Mark. I think you've tried, but very quickly given up. <laughs> I have to see if you answer, ask the question <laughs> first. <laughs> I've not, I've not, uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever been involved in a proper emergency. Wow, good. I, mean, uh, I don't think I probably have. It's quite, a, it depends what you, is it, is the thing like when you're filming like you did, you're doing horseback riding and stuff in Game of Thrones where you, is, 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 is it yeah, peri- is about, perilous? Uh, uh, well, I, have, I did see a guy break five ribs and puncture a lung. I bet he's delighted you didn't consider that an emergency. <laughs> I said, get up and carry on acting. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Morocco, was so, it? you know, it didn't really count. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever seen a ghost? That's one of my favourite emergency questions. Seen a goat? Yeah, you live in York, I... there must be loads of ghosts. Ghost, uh, uh... No, ghosts. I uh, no, I lived in a house in. Uh, well, I stayed in a house in Birmingham, of all places, and uh, there were footprints in the bath when we came back from a night out. Boot prints in the bath. That's, that's a burglar there. That might, that's uh, that's a disturbed it's a subtle difference. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think ghosts wear boots. I think that's that's the kind of deal. That's the, one of the advantages of being a ghost. Is you just float around, <laughs> save a lot on shoes. Don't need boots. <laughs> Uh, have you ever tried to suck your own cock, Mark Eddy? It's the first time uh, I've act, uh, asked... Oh, no, it probably isn't the first Hollywood well, actor I've asked. I've probably asked Russell uh, Brand about it as well. Um, I think we can all agree... No, I, I think... Um, I did hear a story about a, a kid who was, like, 15, who was in the bath, relaxing, in a 
gentlemanly way. <laughs> and, and, and thought, looked down and thought, I could, I bet I bloody could. <laughs> Had a go and thought, no, if I can just, if I get my feet up over the back of my head like that. And he, he contorted himself and his back went... <laughs> and he had to say... Dad! <laughs> I think that's... Uh, well, actually, that's probably an emergency situation <laughs> as well, is, so I've yeah. answered two. And, and uh, what was this kid's <laughs> name, Mark? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dad! Yeah, but that's what... That's, in the end, that's what... When you, are, when you become a father, you suddenly realise you've got to go through all that yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're you never going to do it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. Have you... Uh, this is a good question. I don't know if you know about this. Have you ever stayed at the Mark Addy Inn in Nell- Nellysford, Virginia? Because <laughs> no. I think you should... Have you know about it? I, I've heard... I have... <laughs> I have heard of it. There's also a pub in Manchester, or there was. I, I think it shut, might be shut now. Because it got... Is, fl- it? is it still there? It got flooded. Flooded recently. They used to do a very good cheese selection. <laughs> Did you used to go in and go, I'm Mark Addy? I did. Oh, I, I swear <laughs> to God, I went in. This is back in 1980-something or other yeah. when I was, I was working at Manchester Royal Exchange and I went in and I went, here's my uh, driver's licence. <laughs> yeah. Mark Addy. Do I get a free pint? No. <laughs> so uh, it's spelt the same way. Yeah. But, you know, you can wear the T-shirt... I'm happy for everybody to do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, but I've never been to Nellie's for... Uh, yeah, it's weird. Why do you think that... I think there's a Mark... Oh, because I, when I, when I Wikipedia'd you, there's another Mark Addy who's like a guy who won the equivalent of the George Cross by rescuing people in a... That's the guy so that's that the, the pub is named. named after, yeah. Now, he, he lived, at, lived at the bank... He did, he lived on the banks of the, the Irwell, yeah. and it, in 1850-blah... Saved somebody from drowning, yeah. and then over the p- the next ten years, he saved loads and loads of people. Because yeah. and he constantly he'd get the, the Lord Mayor would shake his hand and give it, and God, he got the fucking Lord Mayor. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> but <laughs> there's a school of thought that reckons that he was actually going around shoving them in to, <laughs> so he could fish them out again. Thank you, thank you. I've done another one. Thank you very much. It could be, it could be. Um, we he'd be good. To, if, he'd be good to have on for the emergency question. Exactly. He would have been. That would have been gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. That's, if you went to, I bet they wouldn't bat an eyelid. No, you went, they're not, nobody's you interested. Over. It's only ninety-nine dollars a night to stay there. It looks <laughs> nice on the online. I might go there and say I go. know a bloke called Mark Addy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can I have a free pint? Get a selfie. <laughs> um, I was once so. Oh no, no, this is. I'm not going to read this. This is. Uh, this is the one I want to do. Um, Richard Dawkins claims to have seen dogs doing a 69. <laughs> what's What's the worst lie you've ever told to impress people? <laughs> Probably that I can suck my own. <laughs> oh. No, uh, li- oh. I'm, a t- I'm, a, I'm the world's worst liar. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. an honest man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I've no, met I'm, a lot of actors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honest, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I cannot lie. I, 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 
The job it, is lying. You're no, not really, ah, you're no, not no. really King Robert Baratheon, are no. you? <laughs> no, I, 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 our job is telling the truth. It's finding the truth in whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I'm, I am a shit liar. Right. Yeah, I really am. My missus would find me out any, any day. Have, have you ever flown a kite? <laughs> flown a... Have you flown a kite? Have you ever flown a kite? Only as a child. Yeah, how was it? Uh, rubbish. Fucking rubbish. <laughs> Why? Do, what's the What's the big deal? Some Why say, make it into? Ooh, <laughs> it's it's a bit of fucking string, a bit of cloth, yeah. and a, don't even think that that is like a rite of passage. Yeah, it's difficult to get up there. So when you get up, they go ooh, and then you go. Yeah, it wasn't really worth it's it. It's just it? a lot of running <laughs> with a bit of string there. Is it up yet? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, am I talking about the same thing? I might come back to ask you another emergency question in a second, but let me see what oh, else God. I want to talk to you about before we get there. Um, uh, I, was quite, I was quite interested in talking about Jack Frost, but I don't know if you want to talk about any more of your Hollywood what films. A, a talking that's, Snowman movie. Yeah, it was amazing. Anybody seen Jack Frost? Yeah. Hey, yeah. there you go. Michael Anybody Keaton? like it? Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> No, you know what? That was... There's <laughs> another person dying and you being around. Yeah. It, it, I, 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 <laughs> a talking snowman <laughs> movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Michael so, Keaton being the snowman. Michael Keaton. Kelly Preston. Yeah. Um, all of the Zappa children were in it. All of I think like all of Frank Zappa's children were in it. Yeah, yeah. Moon Unit, Moon Unit was uncredited. Uh, Ahmed was the snowplow driver. Oh, they were all they're yeah. all in there. A load of load of kind of muso people that he, he got involved. I pitched up for that and met the director. It was a really sweet guy, Troy Miller, who directed all the uh, the you know the um, Flight of the Concords series. He'd, all that. He's a really cool guy. Uh, and he was directing one of his, I think it was his, uh, possibly his first big studio movie. He said, got this part, uh, will you come and read for it? Yeah. Read with him, and uh, he said, man, look, I'd love you to do it. I want you to be in it. Let's go, and, let's go down the corridor and talk to uh, the, some execs or whatever, somebody or other. We go off down a corridor. This is at Warner Brothers in L.A., Talk to these guys in suits who were like the youngsters. I mean, it was like Doogie Howser. Do you know, anybody remember that? Like, shouldn't you be at school? No, I'm, uh, I'm in an office. Okay. It's like said, that happens in Arrested Development. That's what happens when it maybe becomes a producer. He'd say, and and <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy said, uh, who was the director, So I want this guy to, uh, could you go out of the room? So I, I like, me? Yeah. Out there. Stand outside the room while they talk for five minutes, right. and then they come out and they go, "We're going to go and see uh, the producer." Okay, so now there's me, the director, a couple of these guys with the ties, little guys, <laughs> down the corridor. Where's the director? Uh, and he says every time he says, uh, "Before you hear him speak, <laughs> let me just say, I want to do this." Not, you know, the fuck do I speak like? Anyway, <laughs> so they they we talk we talk for a bit and they said, "Can you go outside the?" I'll go outside the room. Go outside the room. Again. Okay, the call come out. We're gonna go and see the head of <laughs> Warner Brother. 
And it was like a joke. I'm walking down the corridor. <laughs> my gang is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> of these people. Anyway, uh, so, yes, after all that, when they go, we'd love you to do it, you can't very well go, nah. <laughs> I had a big gang a minute ago. I'm, I want to be, yeah, I want to be there. Mad. Mad. Um, and, well, and also, I want to talk to you about Hercules, because I'm quite obsessed with Hercules, and you played Hercules, which yes. is uh, in, in, in Atlantis. That's right. I, I, I recreated the 12 tasks of Hercules in a modern-day setting for one of my shows. Uh, so uh, we're both kind of unlikely Herculean figures. Yeah, I think I, 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 he, he was a misunderstood, <laughs> a misunderstood man. Um, did you research the real Hercules very much to play Hercules in Atlantis? Or did you just get on with it? Well, you know, the myth, the myth the, of Hercules. I, I researched the, the mythical... It's, it's a... It, it's an extraordinary. You see, that's an, then you know your agent first. You be, they've offered you Hercules. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what are they on? <laughs> but when once I once I'd pitched up and they, and they go, well, what we're looking for is we're not looking for the Hercules that you th- would think of. It's a guy who just is his own spin doctor. Yeah, He's, yeah. Spins his own, and that's how the legend. You go, All right, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can do that. Um, as long as I don't have to go to the gym. Uh, yeah, no. There was, there was, <laughs> and I did, I did go to a gym for a while, and uh, it turned out that they, they said, No, 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 no. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, that's my kind of job. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting. There's, a, there's an argument that uh, Jesus uh, is. Uh, is a part of the Hercules myth. You know, there's a lot of similarities between Jesus and Hercules. So the Christians slightly appropriated quite a lot of the Hercules myth with Jesus in that he, uh, well, the bir- the virgin birth. They appropriated everything else, they did, really, yeah. didn't they? So, you know, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's understandable that they would, uh, they would see something that, that was proving popular yeah. and going, oh, we'll have that. The Cern Abbas giant is meant to be Hercules, the, big, the guy with his cock out in uh, Dorset. Have you seen the big hill figure? I've got a I've got a bust of Hercules on my house, the, with the big. You know, well, he's got it's the same thing. On your house, my house is, used to be called Hercules Terrace, and my house has is the middle of the terrace, and it has a bust saying Hercules Terrace, eighteen seventy six, which is why I came up with the show. So I said I had all these things that were kind of linking together because it linked my Jesus and my cock show, and then I did my Hercules show. So I'm quite fascinated all by. All comes together. Quite fascinated by Hercules. It's a horrible man. He impregnated 50 women in a night. Did you get to do that in your... Uh, uh, yeah. In, 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 I didn't watch Atlantis, but... Killed his wife and kids. Yeah, 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 yeah he brilliant. did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, quite, he, did, he did all kinds of... Yeah, we didn't, we didn't cover everything in the, uh, <laughs> in the early evening... Uh, <laughs> knockabout version. And, and you do lots of sitcoms, obviously, as well. It's, it's really interesting, the versatility of being able to do all these different things. And all these different, um, you know, media and formats of stuff. You're in the new Hyacinth Bouquet sitcom, is that right, I think? Yes, yeah. they did a, they, they, they've finally run out of ideas. <laughs> so they're, they're re-examining... No, they're, they're re-examining old classic yeah, yeah. sitcoms. Some of which I would... <sighs> I mean, for, for example, I, could you imagine... They're doing porridge. Yeah. And you think, well, why? 
I, I don't. That that's something that that uh, you know. Oh, it's Fletcher's grandson and his yeah. cybercrime. Uh, can't see that. It's but if they chat with the Times in the Bouquet one's quite interesting because it's about her early life. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a little they're bit going, of a flip. They're going back to her living at home with her family, and she's yeah. she's a maid at the big house. So right. that's where she gets her airs and graces from. from so yeah. you know, I thought maybe that might be a, a slightly more interesting thing. Yeah. Was well, it? It's tough. You never know. You, you really, you really never know what will work and what won't. And you know. Uh, uh, the, the, the things things that I've done that have been hugely successful, I would never have known that at the time we were making them. And the, uh, and by the same token, things that you think this is a surefire hit, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you have no way of knowing. You, it's completely out of your control. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I write. I try to write sitcoms. I try to get sitcoms on. So it's annoying when. People go back and do old ones in, but I can't. So you know, I understand the imp- the impetus yeah. behind it, and you know, it's you've got an immediately got an audience. They're remaking, uh, they're doing Goodnight Sweetheart again. You'll be delighted to hear. Which I'm obsessed with. They're doing the new episode of that, but I wasn't asked to write it or be in it, so I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I wanted to write a good a version of Goodnight Sweetheart where a, a write someone from now went back to the set of Goodnight Sweetheart. So I do a sitcom about <laughs> so I, 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 wait, someone who's obsessed with Goodnight Sweetheart. Finds a wormhole that takes him back to good nights from the present day. And stops day. it happening. Well, no, he—he's a sitcom writer who can't get any. I don't know where I got this idea. He's a sitcom writer who can't get any of his ideas on TV, <laughs> and then he get—he gets back to that, and then he realizes he can copy the scripts off his DVDs of <laughs> Good Night Sweetheart and then sell them to Good Night Sweetheart. Ah. That's that's why they're that's, so bad. That's your time, <laughs> your time traveling figure. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I'm, I, that's why I'm just I'm, I'm fascinated. I've written a, I've written a sitcom about that is a bit like Goodnight Sweetheart, but it's about alternate universes. So <laughs> I kind of am some sort of obsessed <laughs> with that sort of stuff. Uh, I can't remember what time we started. I don't want to keep you too. Long. I think we've probably done about about an hour. That's pr- don't want to keep the good people of York going for too long. But it's really uh, fascinating talking to you about uh, and your. Longer you've worked in a ben, in a good Ben Elton sitcom, is that something? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I love Ben. I do love Ben Elton. I'm so as much as I'm rude about it. I love him. Um, do I'll ask you this? Do you think having sex with a robot should count as cheating on your partner, or should it be should it be definitely be allowed? A realistic human-looking robot, um, like in humans. Do you see humans or ex ex machina? Whether do, do, uh, yeah. Yes, um, uh, I think. Well, it depends if you need lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheating if you do need lubrication. If you do, then uh, yeah, it's complicated. It's a bit, uh, yeah. Yeah. Would you have sex with a robot? If you, if you yeah. got off the chance. <laughs> well, yeah, then, right. do you think your wife should divorce you if you have sex with a robot? Or should she say, that's fine, Mark? You, um, go, I mean, you go ahead. I think she should live with it because, yeah. you know, they're going to be useful around the house. Yeah. <laughs> not with your spunk um, all up, but they're not. <laughs> well, it's... There'd be some kind of self-cleaning cleaning thing in there, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing they've got to work on, isn't it? Just making sure it doesn't just drip back out again. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was trying to be polite with you earlier. Um, <laughs> this is really the tone where we get to. Uh, I'll ask you, we'll do one more question. Is there any question that, that anyone in the audience would like? Pardon? Oh, God. 
Oh, God in heaven. Would you rather date a woman who was a six-foot vulva, vagina, if you will, but the whole part is the vulva, so she's just the sexual organ, or a woman who, instead of having a vagina, had another woman living, a tiny woman living in the (laughs) peak out like that? Which of those two... That's what everyone wants to know, Mark. That's why, that's why we've come here. We've just been doing the preamble. Going, can we get Mark? We've got to go to people. Who do you like, Mark Addy? Can, can we build it? I'll just pretend to ask him about Flintstones and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We've just been biding our time and we want to know. I don't want to give the wrong answer. Here, <laughs> right, OK. But I, I, I think I'd have to go for the little tiny... Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be a weird thing. I mean, she would... The big vagina vulva woman would try and make herself look as human as possible by putting on, like, false arms, wearing, right. wearing some kind of hat. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for the other one. <laughs> okay. I think uh, most people uh, do. It's not yeah, that yeah. good a question, because, you know, most people don't want to hang around with a massive cunt. <laughs> so, um, it's been... Uh, which, as it's turned out, Mark, you have... We've got a little cyclical cunt-based uh, motif there. <laughs> So we started and this is how we end. It's really lovely to meet you, Anna, and thank goodness you are as lovely a man as I hoped you would be. <laughs> Will you give mass for it? It's York's own Mark Addy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, man. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.